Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of our Westworld miniseries podcast. I am your host, Carmine of Red Team Review, and I'm joined here once again by the man who goes into a public bathroom, sees all the empty urinals, but still chooses to use the one next to yours, Preston Jacobs. Preston. <laughs> wow. No, uh, yeah, no, I'm that guy. <laughs> I, I, like, if there's 10, I'll go right up to the, and I'll start talking <laughs> to the person. Right now, you know, no, God, what person would do that? <laughs> and you, you said like, once again, this is our first Westworld one. First Westworld Preston, podcast. You shut up. Uh, guys, welcome to the first episode of our Westworld podcast miniseries. And today we'll be discussing Westworld season two, episodes one, two, three, and four. And we'll even discuss a little bit of season one. As always, we're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. So consider checking us out on those platforms. And if you do check us out on iTunes, then please leave us a review. It'll help out a lot. For those of you who follow us for the Game of Thrones podcast, don't worry. We still have content for you in regards to that fairly soon. But in the meantime, do check out our official Game of Thrones podcast YouTube channel to binge watch the hell out of all our episodes and after shows. So, all oh, right, Westworld. We, we, we'll, we'll have at least seven seven listeners to our Westworld podcast. <laughs> People it's, love uh, Westworld. You stop that. People actually do like Westworld. I get so much. I get so many messages of please stop talking about Westworld. <laughs> I, the thing is, I really love Westworld. I, I think do it's too. so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch. I mean, it's a mess, but it's so fun it's to watch. It's a mess. How so? What's messy about it? Uh, I mean, it. It's it's um all right. This is my general thing about Westworld. Like like and and actually like anything by Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan. Like the brothers are very similar. Like the the you watch it and it's and it's really you know it it it's kind of complex and so it doesn't make sense at first. So then you watch it again and you pay closer attention and it begins to make more sense. <clears throat> and then you start paying really close attention and it stops making sense again. And and this goes for like all Chris Nolan movies and yeah, <laughs> Westworld in general. Like you know, if you pay if you pay close attention it makes sense. If you pay too close attention it stops making sense. So, you know, you don't you don't want to if you really want to enjoy Westworld, don't don't watch it as as closely as I do, <laughs> you, you can't use your uh, you can't use that uh, that um, observation you use for Song of Ice and Fire here, right? Because uh, it throws you off. Right, right. I mean, people say I do it too much for Ice and Fire as well. They're like, "Come on, you know, that's just that's just George R. R. Martin messing up. That's not a that's not a conspiracy. <laughs> They're messing up." <laughs> By the way, for those of you guys wondering if I sound a little off, it's because I'm a, have uh, allergies. So please don't mind that too much. But uh, I wasn't around for season one of Westworld. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Sure. Um, season one of Westworld. You said something to me privately about how I, I had to harass. I had to harass Carmine to to watch Westworld. I'm not the average like, millennial. Like I, everybody I know who's my age. By the way, I'm 27. Every, wait, am I 27? No, I'm 26. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, shut up. I everybody who's my age. Uh, Maybe you're just in a loop. Maybe maybe you actually are like 42, I'm sorry, but Preston, you've just been in a loop. It doesn't sound like anything to me. Um, no, everybody <laughs> my age loves to binge watch. I just can't. I got to get up. I remember going to the theater with uh, a friend of mine watching uh, the new Avengers. I had to get up a little bit and just walk around. I just can't sit still. I don't know. I just I just can't sit down for a minute and just watch this. I got to get up and do stuff. 
But uh, yes. No, I mean, what's, what's so fun about Westworld is actually not the binge watching. What's fun about Westworld is watching it. With everyone. Watching an episode and then spending the week like chatting with your friends mm-hmm. or going on Reddit and, and like checking out theories and then getting the, getting the next episode. Like binge watching is actually not the, not the, the great part about Westworld. The great part about Westworld is like watching it on the week to week like basis. That is so much fun. Is the Westworld subreddit um, nicer than the Game of Thrones one? No. <laughs> no, it's no, it's the internet. Come on. People <laughs> No, no. No, absolutely not. The uh, it's different though. There it's more it's um it's more unified mm-hmm. in the sense that they 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 think of themselves as a cohesive uh group. Like we are the Reddit and we're discovering things and the showrunners pay attention to the Reddit. Mm. While George R. R. Martin doesn't give a fuck about, and you know Dan and Dave don't give a fuck about, like you know Ice and Fire Reddit. Is, is that a like good that. thing or a bad thing? Do you think? Um, I think it's a good thing because they say they've actually been going on, and and if the Reddit guesses it too quickly, like going back and being like, "Fuck, we need to make this a little more complicated," mm-hmm. which which you know lends itself to a, a, a more intricate uh, plot, you know. So, you know, and and the Reddit's really great because. Because people do catch things that a normal person wouldn't catch. I mean, and there's some really like crazy stuff. Like in the like they released the Super Bowl trailer and it had like binary code and people could go take the binary code and put it in a web browser and then go to like this website and find all these Easter eggs and you're like, oh my god, like no, like I don't know. Like sometimes it's just like cannot believe, um, you know, somebody found that. Well, I mean, this is this is the internet we're talking about. Remember, why, we're, we were talking about this before, um, privately. Remember how Shia LaBeouf did that one thing after Trump won, he will not divide us, and they had mm. to remove the camera from New York City because so many people fuck with it. So Shia LaBeouf had this thing about we will not, he will not divide us flag somewhere. So 4chan came in and, like, you know, uh, studied, like, the... The location of where the birds were fucking flying around, the clouds, the wind, the airplanes, and they triangulated where this flag was, sent someone out there to take it down. The internet will discover everything within time. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. Like, I, like I, I, for work, I had to go to a fraud conference, and, like, the things that investigators can do if they are, if, you know, like, when you take a picture, like, in that picture... Like when you take a picture with a camera today, modern cameras, mm-hmm. they all have GPS locations in your photo. So if you post a photo online, everyone knows like like where like it doesn't matter if the photo doesn't even doesn't even have like landmarks in it. Like people like people know where it is, when where and when it is, like you're done. Like you can't you can never really commit a crime ever again. <laughs> But we were talking about Westworld. Right, right, I'm sorry. But uh, season one, I wasn't here for season one. Season one, you told me privately that you think that there was a different writer coming halfway through the show? Oh, yeah. I definitely think... Um, I, de- I don't know if it's a different writer, but there was, there was definitely a shift in all of the plots that happened uh, pretty, pretty strikingly in the middle of the season. Um uh, like kind of at the thirty percent mark of the, the of of the season, like where where the man in black suddenly stops like being on a riddle quest and starts following Wyatt, and all of a sudden, um, you know, let's see, Dolores uh, 
Um, <clears throat> I guess she Dolores like what leaves maybe in, in in episode two, but I'm trying to think like Maeve suddenly switches like they drop the the show drops the violent delights plot, and you know Maeve goes on her escape plan instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's a lot of different there's a lot of different shifts in in, in what happens. I I liked Westworld season one, but it's one of those things where. Like, I love Game of Thrones Season 1, and I'll go back and watch Game of Thrones Season 1 anytime and still enjoy it. But Westworld Season 1, I, I just can't go back and watch it again. It's one of those things where I watch it this one time, I remember the key things that happened, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I was also talking to you about this, and I hate saying this because it makes me sound like such a douchey, like, uh, social justice warrior. But uh, Westworld, and you do notice it, Westworld does make all the female characters into just bitchy women like i don't know maybe that's because there's a problem with me as a man who thinks every strong woman is bitchy but uh, every, every girl every, every girl every female in power has like this like fuck you attitude to them like hail elsie uh bernard's girlfriend I forgot her name that he kills in season one um all of them do why is that why do you think that is because huh. I had a problem with that. I mean, do, uh, see, I don't know. Like, like, so, so I, you know, it's the internet. And I do, I do see these comments. Like, like everybody's like, oh my god, why is Westworld so female empowerment um, kind of thing? And yeah, that's definitely a theme. I guess I mean I don't have too much of a problem with it. They are trying definitely to make Charlotte into that, and they tried to do it with Teresa. Um, but you know why? Why do they come across, um, you know, abrasive? But like everybody seems to like Elsie. Elsie's um, got spunk. I can see why. Well, I mean, I think Elsie appeals to people because she's the she's the audience. Everybody else like doesn't has a weird personality, mm. and Elsie is um, Elsie is kind of like, oh my god, this is screwed up. I need to figure out what's going on. All of these people need to go down. Um, and, and and so Elsie I think appeals to people. Um, first season Lee it was very appealing because he was just so ridiculous and funny. Yeah. Second season, um, I'm not as connected to Lee because that first episode where there's a thousand dead bodies everywhere and he's just kind of cavalier about everyone being dead mm-hmm. um, was it was was a little odd. But um, I don't know I. I uh, the idea of are you know, are they bitchy or or you told me is it's that uh, the writers don't know how to write females? Well, I mean, but there is a female writer, so um, the uh, I don't know. I don't know if being bitchy is a thing. Like, it's hard to divorce like sexism from whether or not they're actually like um, supposed to come off as a as a negative character. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's tough. Like like. You know, we we are sexist, and so when we see you know when we see a strong female character, uh, you know there there is this this i this notion this this tendency for people to go oh that's a bitch you know or which we well it, use it is something I've noticed, and they do go out of their way like Hale almost seems like a stereotypical like bad guy like you know I'm gonna I, well Hale Hale is outrageously evil I mean <laughs> you know Charlotte Charlotte's outrageously evil but I think I think a better example is Teresa who who is actually not a bad person um, and gets murdered and you feel, you know, uh, they gave her a lot of depth. 
Um, and so, the, you know, the question is, does, does, does Teresa to come off that way? Um, She's the least one that comes off that way. I mean, and they certainly the characters use that word. And, 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 and perhaps she's supposed to be the hard boss. Mm-hmm. But then they, they do show her these, they do show her, have these, you know, incredible scenes with Teresa first season where, you know, they show her soft side and her insecure side, um, you know, when she's with Bernard and such and she, and she opens up. Um, and it's too bad that they killed, they killed the Teresa character off. So, you know, I, I don't know what they were going with that. And w- like, would we, would we use the same words or ideas for, for a male character? Like, you know, Ford is a complete bastard, an absolute bastard. But because of that but, accent though, we have to let it go. I mean, I, I, I pester but, Preston with this but all would, the time. Would people, would people, would people say, oh, he's a bitch. I mean, like there's a scene where, where there's a scene where Ford just walks over to this guy I went to college with and like rips like the, the the rips the towel off the the naked host and like cuts him up you know and that was a douchey move and uh, yeah it's, well that's the thing is you use the word douchey with him but if it was like if it was a woman you'd you you use the word bitchy but it's the same thing you know <laughs> so it's like we're you know I'm getting we're getting into discussion of like sexist language and you're right you're all of a sudden I'm gonna all just, of a sudden I'm gonna look like a social justice it's, warrior it's and just all this, something like, I've noticed like a lot of the female characters in season one came off as very you know bitchy to me um I don't know if it was on purpose but Elsie you're you have a point about Elsie like she is the audience essentially. The one thing I hated about season one was um, there was also this kind of subplot about maybe a rival company, someone working for a rival company and smuggling info mm. out of like the the park. Um, did is that gonna come back or are we done with that? Well, I think that's that that kind of evolved into the Abernathy plot. Mm. So Teresa Teresa was originally trying to upload information out of the park, and then when that failed. Charlotte went and and downloaded it into Abernathy, and then this season they kind of made that data into uh, human hosts. Gotcha. Because I mean, I was it, it's all re- it. it's all it's all retroactive. I mean, it's not like when they wrote that Teresa stray, like the plot of the stray. They were really thinking about Teresa smuggling out, you know, human human consciousness mm-hmm. programs or whatever. But um, that was the transition there. Yeah, that. Uh, um, that originally the plan was to try to upload it to a satellite link. As for, like, Maeve in season one, she was my least favorite subplot. Like, Maeve, Felix, and the, the ginger guy, I just I just wasn't feeling it. And Felix was way too naive for a normal human being to be that naive. It just was almost unbelievable and kind of annoying at the same time. So Felix, Felix, I had, I had, I had, I think a lot of people had trouble with, had problems with Felix and Sylvester. Felix mainly, Sylvester to a little, little lesser, lesser degree. Uh, Felix is ridiculous character because, because he's, he has a, a big enough heart that he wants to save Maeve, but at the same time, he, he, he allows Maeve to murder people, including his friends, like, his co-workers who in livestock she freaking murders like he's so ridiculously naive um and and shifting around in it in in his mentality like at the end where he's like where he like you know gives her the slip and he's like oh i found your daughter and 
And she's like, oh, you're a horrible person and in the elevator and, and they're having this heartwarming scene. She just murdered your coworkers. Like, like, like she, st- there was nothing like Destin and the other guy, Destin is the guy who was having sex with Hector or who wanted to have sex with Hector. And, and, and I don't know who the other guy's name was. There's nothing wrong with those guys. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't know that any of the hosts were conscious. So like, it's okay if the hosts aren't conscious. Well, they didn't know. But it, but it, but I mean, it, let me ask you, that, is it okay, though? Because this is something I actually want to talk to you about towards the end of the episode. Uh, is it okay uh, if they're just not sentient, if they're just androids? I mean, then it's just like having sex with one of those blow-up dolls. <laughs> right? I, I would not, but okay. I mean, I've never had sex with a blow-up doll. I didn't imply but, you did. I'm just I mean, saying. I, it, but it, but don't you feel bad because blow-up dolls have like that stupid fucking balloon face. But this per this this right. android has like feelings, I guess, and uh, a pretty face and uh, those eyes. You, you just kind of like feel bad for it, like it, like a little doll. I mean, you just kind of feel bad for it. I guess, but it is. I mean, it is just fantasy. What what's odd. Th- th- we're, we're we're really all over the map, sorry, but I I'm do sorry. have to say Westworld. What? No, no, no. It's fine, but like Westworld does kind of make a very strange, like uh, it is bringing up a very strange moral message where where these people that are treating hosts uh, badly are considered villains. Mm-hmm. Villains enough that they deserve to die, even though they didn't know they didn't know that they were conscious. It's like it's like the, the the little kid at the end of at the end of um, Toy Story. He didn't know that toys had feelings, or or else maybe he wouldn't be doing all of that stuff. So like it's weird to punish these people for crimes they didn't know they were they're committing. Mm-hmm. Like the you know the analogy I, I make is like if you knew your toilet could taste, would you shit in it? And it's like well, if I if I knew my toilet would ta- could taste, maybe I wouldn't do that. But I don't. I don't know that. My toilet is an inanimate like object. I'm allowed to shit in it. Right? It's the same with these like these 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 uh, these droids. Like they're not conscious, so it's okay to fuck them. Like it's just it's it's masturbation, right? And yet yet they're like, "Oh, actually these people deserve to die." Mm. And then some people say, "Well, maybe because, you know, maybe they deserve to die because because, you know, it's simulating these bad things, and therefore, if you're into these bad things in a fantasy sense, then you're an evil person. Kind of um, uh, very New Testament. Like if you're if you're sinning in your heart, you know it's just as bad as regular sin. That, that, but, that's a, that's a discussion piece we'll get into. But but get back to Felix. Okay, Felix. Yeah. Well, Felix. Felix is just all over the map. Um, where you know he, he's supposed to be this good person. And I think they were trying to make him somebody that, that the audience could relate to, but he's not. He's so naive. It's fucking and so I hate uh, that kid. Oh my god, worst character. Right. Like Maeve Maeve is a villain and he is so naive. I mean, season two, Maeve is suddenly a hero, but like in season one, Maeve is a freaking villain. Mm-hmm. And 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 Felix is just an idiot. And Sylvester is a little less of an idiot, but still an idiot. <laughs> like, Why do they give everybody like the one thing I'm con- con- curious about, because Westworld Season 1, we're still on that for a little bit. Uh, we're about to get off in a minute. Westworld Season 1, I'm just curious, why do they give everybody and their moms, like, these little, like, uh, portable iPad things that can control, like, their, 
Like, I can understand controlling their personality, make someone cruel or whatever. Why make, mm. why increase their intelligence or decrease it? Why increase, because it, it feels like Maeve increased, like, all these attributes about her that she shouldn't have, act, that they that shouldn't be an option. Right. Like, I feel like she has, like, superhuman strength now. Do they all have superhuman strength now? Uh, no, Maeve, Maeve gave it to her. I think she gave it to Hector. I mean, everything with Maeve is supposed to make sense because it was all a plan and program from the beginning. Like, I mean, it would, a lot of people still insist that Felix and Sylvester must be hosts because no one would be that stupid. <laughs> oh, that's a good theory. I like that theory. But like, how, how the fuck is, sh like, if you're going to make a park with a bunch of androids, I understand like compassion, cruelty, all that stuff. Why would you put in, for attributes, changing ability, option, why would you put in, like, strength and, like, like endurance and shit like that? Like, like that's just, that's, come on, really? I mean, it's true that, that it's a little weird, but then again, you know, why do our cars go 150 miles an hour when the speed limit's, you know, 65? Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you got me there. You know, All like... Right. But I mean, they somehow they for some reason built these droids with all the all these like crazy abilities when they shouldn't have. But some people would say, oh, Ford planned it all, and therefore he he like wanted this 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 rebellion, and therefore he built these droids that right, way. Right, Ford. That doesn't make any sense as well because during the flashbacks, Bernard was like, oh, these guys are sentient. Bernard, Bernard, stop it. They're not sent. Bernard. <laughs> no, she said Bernard. Bernard. I pester. Dave calls him I Bernard. I pester press it all the time with Bernard. Hello, Bernard. Bernard. Hello. It's Bernard. <laughs> I love, I love that. It was, who's that? Anthony Hopkins, right? Oh, no. Anthony, I thought you were doing no, Maeve. No, I thought you were doing a Maeve, Maeve impression. A Maeve, Maeve calls, Maeve calls him Bernard. Bernard. While everybody else calls him Bernard. I, I love Anthony Hopkins, what he says. Bernard, Bernard, hello, Bernard. Hello, Bernard. I, I love him. I, I love him. I, um, no, I think Anthony, Anthony Hopkins is hilarious as well because he's so phoning it in. He's just like phoning it in season one. Yeah. I mean, he's he's an incredible actor, but it's it's very clear that like no one told him the lines. And so like he <laughs> says a line and then he like pauses halfway through and then says the, the second half of the line. He'd be like, I think, I think we, we've done enough. For today, You're like, oh god! Oh, so he's so funny. Like he wasn't all up on, he wasn't like he he wasn't in agreement with Bernard on the whole like um, them being sentient thing, and all of a sudden he's cool with it. Oh, with Arnold? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he says eventually that that he uh, that he he realized he was wrong late in the mm. game, like, and I, I'm not sure when, but. You know, obvious, obviously. But why after, though? Like, what, uh, what made him change his mind? Is that has that been secretly revealed? Because I feel like a lot of things in Westworld are all secretly in your face, and just only later do people go back and realize it. Because I was talking to a friend of mine, and she huh. um, she immediately guessed Bernard was an android in like the first two episodes. It took me like at least till episode four to be huh. like, oh shit, is he an android? What the fuck? Huh. How, 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 I wonder how how she uh, guessed. That. I don't know, like I, but but you know me, I'm good at guessing stuff like this. Yeah. How long did it take you to guess till Bernard was uh, an android? Because he it's revealed in episode seven. Um, it's tough. It's tough because my my experience was was reading internet theories, mm. 
at the same time. So it was really tough for me to say like what, um, what I felt. I know that, I know that originally when you watch and, and you're, you're, you're not supposed to know the difference between Arnold and Bernard Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden Bernard is like off talking to Ford and then he's in the basement with Dolores and then Dolores is in the field and then Bernard like very quickly, very early on, it was apparent that there was many timelines, you know, that, that things were not happening, um, you know, in this, in, in the same time, you know, it's and funny. I, think I, it, I actually watching it. I didn't realize that until like the very end that there were multiple timelines. I didn't see it. Yeah. I just didn't. The one thing that gave it away for me though, that gave me a hint that there were multiple timelines is, um, at one point, I think it was Logan who does this to Dolores, where I think he opens up, some, I think her stomach or something, and we see all the yeah, wires. Yeah, she's got gears. Yeah, and then later mm-hmm. on, they we see that the the hosts actually are more intricate than just wires. That they have like blood, not guts, but like you know blood and like flesh and a little bit of like you know like whatever whatever is in between, and they're more sophisticated yeah. now than just being guts and wires, you know, bolts and wires. Yeah, yeah, and I, and even the the man in black even tells us fairly early on that like the hosts are supposed to be flesh and blood now. Mm-hmm. And so when you see Dolores, it's, it's pretty big confirmation, but that there's, that there's more than one timeline, but Logan doesn't open Dolores up until like episode nine. So it's, it's, um, but I think very early on because, because of the Bernard Arnold scenes, like I knew that there was clearly different timelines. And so I think, I, I think, I think I probably realized on my own that, that there was multiple timelines. I don't think, I think I, I think I must have looked online to figure out that Bernard was Arnold and Arnold was Bernard. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually fucked myself uh, towards, towards episode nine because someone said something about the man in black while he was, um, one of the other guests, uh, come and join the man in black. And one of them say, your company really helped me. And my, and, and then he stops and then goes, I'm on fucking vacation. And I was kind of curious, like, yeah. who is this guy? Like, I want to find out more about his backstory. So I went online into the Westworld Wikipedia and I fucked myself. Because there's a there's a one part. It immediately gives it, away that he's William. It, it, well, it says Man in Black. And then, and then there's a tab that says Young William. I'm like, Young William? Who the fuck? Oh, what? No. Uh, <laughs> great twist though that was a fucking fantastic twist holy shit great twist but the, yeah but yeah that's the fun thing so so now it's like it's it's tough because so many people were, were were making guesses and everything mm-hmm. on, on on everything so quite quite quickly like once once i heard the theory that that you know william that william was was the man in black like i instantly was like yeah no that's totally the case like it was pretty i didn't come up with it but or I didn't. I didn't figure it out on my own. But the minute I heard it, I was like, "Yeah, it's too perfect. Mm-hmm. Fits perfectly." And so at that point, it was done. I guess I, it was tough. It's tough with 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 all the theories going around. I think the only thing I, I perhaps got on my own was just <clears throat> getting the sense that there were multiple timelines, and that and that Logan and William were in the past because it was, it was when you watch those early those early episodes like. The timeline is just completely off with with Logan and William. It being nighttime and then it being daytime somewhere else and and things like that and trying to figure out like the timeline. Well, to um, me, you'll see like a full day pass. To, yeah. to me, I will say um, they did a really good job of making sure the timelines uh, stayed a little hidden. I'll give you an example. At one point, the mm. Man in Black and Lawrence, who by the way is my favorite android, 
I love Lawrence. <laughs> but Lawrence, at one point, gets all the blood, like, just, like, uh, drained out of him to put into Teddy. Yeah. So, right. we, as we all yeah, know... That, that, magic, that magical scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did he do that? We have no clue. But as we all know, whenever a host dies, the team comes in, picks him up, and puts him back in their role. So, as soon as Lawrence yeah. died... Uh, Old, uh, old timeline, Logan and, and Will, young William arrive in Pariah and they see Lawrence there. So I'm like, oh, so Man in Black killed him. So the ho- the parked people just put Lawrence back in his in his role. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, that was done really well. Um, uh, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, you're right because I think even I'm trying to think. That's a pretty early on, mm-hmm. so. Alright, we're, so, yeah. we're talking about season one way too much. I'd, season one was was okay. was okay. I actually did like it, but I, it's something I never would watch again. Like maybe I would have it as a Blu-ray just to have it, but I probably wouldn't go back and watch it again. I didn't like Maeve it's... that much. Dolores is oh so pretty. I love her. She's adorable. I love Dolores. But uh, it, it's it. <laughs> you you love you love the blondes. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, let's talk about season two. Season two, episode one. Remind us what happened. Uh, see, uh, season two, season two, episode mm-hmm. one. Remind us what happened. Um, Bernard wakes up on a beach. Um, he's with he's with Carl Strand, and then he begins flashing back to the he's he's two, what, about two. They figure out they're about, we're about two weeks after the incident. When I say the incident, I mean I mean uh, shooting Ford in the head, mm-hmm. um, and and the robot rebellion. So that we then flash back to to just after the incident. So, so the, as I say, the Carl Strand timeline takes place about two weeks after the incident. We flash back to Bernard just after the incident, hiding with Charlotte. He and Charlotte um, go out to try to find an outpost or, or an access elevator and, and, and end up going to a, uh, end up finding a secret facility where Bernard begins to discover Delos's other nefarious plans um Dolores goes around killing people and in the in the in the countryside and Maeve runs into Lee and they team up and they decide they they find Hector and they decide to go get um uh Maeve's daughter and I'm trying to think anything else anything else happened in that um, the, the the androids watched up on the beach for some reason Are, were, the, were those androids or those those people androids right um at the very end, where he finds the lake, yeah, no. At the very end, uh, uh, they they flash back to the Carl Strand timeline, and yeah, Bernard, um, the the lake is filled with with androids, with filled with hosts. So, so you saying and season two also has two timelines? At least. Yeah. Okay, tell me about these two timelines. Episode one, we have two timelines. We have we have two weeks. We have the contemporary timeline is the Carl Strand timeline then when i say carl strand he's he's um skarsgård the guy from vikings you know character he he and Stubbs arrive and they find bernard on a beach that's the furthest we have and then um and they're trying to figure out what happened and then bernard flashes back to just after the incident so the flashbacks you're telling me are coming from bernard because Later on in uh, another episode, I just I just saw we're seeing Bernard is having like memory issues, 
Like he's moving yes. in and out of memories. Right. And so, so one of the things they're playing with near the end of season one, Bernard shoots himself in the head and then Felix kind of fixes him. And, um, this is actually one of those, those, um, it, it, it's funny. Cause it's one of those like fan, uh, error things that they then, that they then kind of decide, you know what, let's, let's fix this. Cause after Bernard shoots himself in the head, Felix fixes him, and then it seems like Bernard is just fine. But then this season, they're like, okay, it was a little stupid for us to to have him just be fine. So he's actually done major, like he he's actually done major damage to his mm-hmm. head with the with the gunshot. And so he he's you know his memory is all screwing up. And so this is why he can't really figure out what time it is and, wh- and why he keeps flashing back. But yes, there there's definitely two timelines. There's there's two weeks after the incident and there's just after the incident your thoughts on episode one i thought it was a little too i don't want to say chaotic but it was really all over the place for me i and i and i get it it's supposed to do that but at the same time i thought season two episode one will take off minutes after dolores shoots ford um i liked i liked episode one i like the two timelines i like how there's there's all sorts of mysteries going on i mean I'm completely clueless on what's going on with, you know, with the Carl Strand timeline. Like, how did, you know, and there's all sorts of mysteries. How did Stubbs get to where he is? Um, why is Bernard on that beach? Uh, you know, is it Bernard? Why are all the hosts dead? You know, why is there this flood? It's, it's. I mean, these are all mysteries where I'm, where I'm just like, I, I'm clueless and I want to keep watching so, to figure out why. Um, I was expecting it to be really boring. Like it's just, it's just to be a big battle, a big rumble, but it's more than that. They're, they're, they're adding a lot of like, in, you know, intriguing mysteries. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think it's very clever that there's again, two timelines and, and, um, it's funny cause they keep saying that like, Oh, we're not sure when these various scenes take place. And it right now it seems like I know when everything takes place, but I'm waiting for a like some like some twist to be like actually this is taking place not two weeks later, but a year later or something like that. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a big twist like that um, with with some of these scenes mm-hmm. that like when I think they're happening aren't aren't happening because they've they've actually been giving a lot of clues. And on, on when scenes are happening and I'm, I'm waiting for like actually all of those clues were wrong and these scenes are actually years or, or months or something you know well like I said I, episode one wasn't my cup of tea um, but as as I continued on and I understand it a little bit better now but it's it's I don't know episode one gave me the vibe that this is becoming a lot like iRobot have you ever seen Will Smith's iRobot movie yeah yeah yeah. it's, it's it. becoming a lot like that and, and the whole like I think, uh, I forgot who it was, if it was like uh, Game of Thrones Academy guys, but they, they put something in their video title like Empire versus Rebels, because it's really starting to feel like that. Dolores' Rebels versus Delos' Empire, like, it, it, it's giving me that kind of feel, and I don't know if that's what I'm really into. Mm. Well, it could have been something that, that simple. Like, you know, at, at the end of season one, um, you know, Ford just kind of, says oh people people are evil and hosts are 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 the future and that's it and it's, it's kind of a dark ending like humans are hopeless and fuck you guys um i'm dead hosts are going to take over you know 
uh, Seacrest out. But like this this new season, it's 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 a little different. I mean, it's weird that all of a sudden they've made Dolores into straight up villain, and they've made all of a sudden Maeve into they've they've softened up Maeve quite a bit, and that we still have humans and to to root for. Like, like you know, bringing back Elsie and things like that. So. It's funny. Uh, like Maeve is, is getting more of an interesting storyline this season. And I still find her a little boring. Like, she hasn't really done much. She's kind of well, just Well, she's just around. wandered, right? Yeah, she's yeah, just she's walking just around. Wandered. Um, but episode one, you liked it. I wasn't too much of a big fan. Episode two, I also wasn't a fan of. Because all it really does is double down like on Dolores' storyline, which is fine. Um, but it also shows us young William being a douche. <laughs> he went straight up evil after the whole thing. And I think, was it episode two that introduces the character of uh, the actual man, Delos? Uh, yes, it, it introduces uh, um, Logan's dad, yeah. Um, James Delos. The uh, Yeah, so they, it introduces him. Um, the uh, I mean, episode two is intriguing because they do so much history some fascinating like you know they, they're covering you know almost 30 years of of william's life and logan's life and james delos's life and everything that happens in that time mm-hmm. in that time period and you know people love i think people love logan like like i would say <laughs> the fan favorites are freaking logan and elsie and and I, I I think I know the reason is is that both are similar in that both are actually acting like how real people would act. Mm-hmm. Like if a real person were put in Westworld, they would act like Logan. Pretty much, like, right? They would they would fucking kill everything they see because that's what we do in video games, right? Why not? Like I mean, I guess only, like yeah. And so when like when you get Logan, like Logan's this fun character who's actually. Like they're, it's funny that they portray him. They try to portray him as this villain, but like, he's us. Like, why wouldn't you go into Westworld and like, have sex with beautiful women and like, have fun in the old West and shoot stuff around? Some people would be young William. Some people wouldn't go to Westworld and just kill and fuck and you know do all this stuff. Some people actually want to go to Westworld and like you know marvel at it and uh, maybe do a couple of adventures here and there. And uh, I get it. I get. I get why they're trying to show. You know what? You're, you're striking on the point here. Like they're trying to show certain people as bad guys who aren't really bad guys, right? I mean that, and that's what's. I mean, it's it's intri- I, I I feel on the one time on the one hand sometimes annoyed by it, but on the other hand, it's it's kind of intriguing. Yeah, I like it. Like, like you know that that I really like Logan, and but they try to make him into a villain first season, but there I don't I never found anything villainous about him. Like, <laughs> he just wanted to have fun. I get it. He just wanted to have fun. And, like, he actually liked his brother. He actually liked William. He liked his brother-in-law. Like, he just wanted his brother-in-law to get out of his shell. Mm-hmm. And then when he when he did come out of his shell, it was a bad idea. And you feel bad for Logan. Um, like, I guess, I mean, I like Teddy. Though Teddy is boring. Teddy like, all the... Ho- is so, so, this is... This is what's funny, is... Is... is Everybody keeps saying, oh, Westworld, the hosts are so real and lifelike. Almost every host acts like a freaking host. Mm-hmm. They're so, they're so, they're, they're only in, yeah, they're one dimensional. They're, they're honestly like three steps ahead of, of old Bill. Like they're only three steps ahead of like being animatronic. Yeah. Because they're all, they're all so simple. They're all such simple stereotypes, right? 
And so it's weird to actually have a situation like that where where the humans are the most interesting characters because they're human, right? Mm -hmm. Like Lee, Elsie, Logan are characters and they're, and they're great. Even Ford, like they're characters. And then the hosts are all boring stereotypes like Dolores, um, Teddy, Maeve, you know, they Maeve becomes more interesting over time, but, um, but you know, you all, I was almost expecting, you know, to have that, to have that switched around and have these hosts be more human than human, but they're not They're The hosts are actually hosts. They're actually androids who act like androids, which, which is funny that, that that's kind of turning things on its, on its head. Well, the, the reason uh, I like Lawrence so much is because he's the perfect sidekick to the man in black. He really is. Lawrence is actually one of the few hosts that's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. He's one of the few hosts that's like likable and fun. You know? <laughs> so, even even when we saw him with young William and uh, and Logan, like he's just really, I don't know. I just I just really like his personality. Whereas, like you you hit it on the head. Teddy is really kind of meh, meh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just boring. But episode two, you know? like. Uh, it really just serves to move the plot forward. It really just serves to, like, you know, show us what's happening. There is one scene, though. Uh, I'm looking at it here. It's called, uh, on my end, it's called William's Business Proposal, um, mm. where William is trying to convince Delos to, uh, you know, put his money in this. And yeah. uh, he says something along the lines of, um, uh, this is a place where people can sin and no one's really watching, but we're watching. So mm. it leads me to believe that he wants to use it as also a means to blackmail some. Yeah, people? that was definitely that was definitely the implication that we were going to that we were going to record the experiences for blackmail. But later we get we get the twist that actually they're recording the experiences to somehow build somebody's consciousness, mm-hmm. which seems off. I mean, you'd think that like. To, to take your consciousness, you'd, they'd have to, like, bring you in to, like, copy your brain rather than record you from the outside and figure out all of your Well, we're your getting behavior. ahead of ourselves a little. Yeah, but, let yeah, yeah. Uh, episode two, we also get the man in black trying to recruit his own army. And uh, hmm. William is, becomes an asshole. Uh, the man in black, yeah. what is he? why is he trying to recruit his own army? What's behind that? Well, all of a sudden now he wants to burn, he says he wants to burn the park to the ground or something. Um, So he has some sort of weapon, right? At the end of episode two, we find out that he has some sort of weapon um, in the Valley Beyond. We see him with the terraforming machines. Mm -hmm. Um, So he has something. He's trying to get, and he's trying to get there, um, but we aren't really sure what that thing is. Like why Dolores calls it a weapon, what what what, you know, it's the big mystery. Uh, is it centered around? Is it the area where it's been flooded? Um, I mean, if it's if that's all the same area, like the weapon, the valley beyond, and then the valley beyond gets flooded into a lake, um, then maybe we're all talking about the same thing. Maybe it's all in the same location. Right. But um, yeah, that's the big mystery. I'm I'm thinking, and maybe I'm a little too like uh, I'm a little maybe a little too straightforward with this way. Maybe I'm a little not maybe I'm not thinking outside the box enough. I'm thinking maybe it's an EMP device, or 
maybe it's the oh. mainframe, like the central computer where it controls everything in the park. Because remember, there is like something in the park that controls almost every action. Like I remember in season one where the man in black is trying to escape from jail and he's trying to light some kind of like dynamite or something. And mm. it, it, it centers back to the control room where they're like, hey, someone's trying to activate this explosion. And the guy's like, yeah, let him do it. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's that that's interesting. But it would have to also be something that Dolores would want to to be able to use against the rest of the world. Well, like could could maybe maybe it is like an electromagnetic pulse mm-hmm. that, and then if she could somehow pulse the rest of the world destroying the rest of the world and all of their electronics while the hosts survive. I mean, if she could somehow invert it, you know. Well, the whole theme of if you go on Wikipedia and you look at Westworld, the whole th- the whole theme of uh, of uh, the whole thing about behind season one is the 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 maze. For season two, yeah. it's the door. So this could be the door. My thoughts right. is that this is the main central computer, and that it can do one of two things: it can shut them all down or free them. Because Dolores, I think, is the only one who her and Maeve are the only ones who are free, right? Everybody else um, is still playing their roles. I mean, it, that's the thing. is It's all arguable. Um, the only person we are 100% sure is free is Maeve. Um, we're pretty sure Teddy is free because he's been, like, getting those flashbacks and, and like, breaking free and, like, choosing to do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're pretty, sure, we're pretty sure that Dolores is kind of free. Um some other people, uh, Abernathy was getting that, Walter, I guess everybody in the basement, uh, Little Ford was, was, uh, was, was on his way to, to, to consciousness before he gets shot in the face, which is straight up murder, by the way. Like, like the man in black straight up murdered a little boy. Um, like there's no there's no excuse now because all right before it was like well you guys can be reborn and nothing matters and like you know we we didn't know you were conscious and no but now now it all matters and he shot a little boy mm-hmm. in the face so episode three we finally get like a little little showdown between Dolores's group and the uh, the commandos sent to uh, take it uh, take him down yeah, the Confederados yeah and. Uh, it, it didn't work out so well. And we also get a brand new character, this woman, who shows us another side to, I guess, the park. I Is this all on one big island, or...? I think that's the implication. So, so in the first episode, we, we find a... Uh, Carl Strand is talking to a Chinese um, military personnel. And so the idea is that, that Westworld is on an island somewhere in the South China Sea. Mm. And this is this this is the joke, you know, they're, they're playing off of the fact that like China builds man-made islands in the middle of the the, the South China Sea right. in order to like claim yeah claim the, uh, the water mm-hmm. water routes sea routes, and so the idea is that maybe Westworld is on a man-made island in the South China Sea. But uh, um, this episode gave us the implication that there are like different worlds because kind we kind of got that in season one as Maeve is walking around through the complex with Felix. Um, we see yeah. samurais fighting each other and shit. Um, yeah. So we in this episode we get what India world I guess. Well, yeah, Raj Raj world. Ra- is, that, is that what you call it, Raj? Yeah, no, yeah, Raj R A J Raj world, a uh, very useful word for Scrabble. Um, and um, 
and you know we have Shogun World. Shogun World. Uh, so on the on the uh, online, if you go to like the Delos destination site, you know, it says there's six parks. Ooh. So we now we now know that that we now know the identity of three of them. What is it? You know, De- Delos destination. Let me look this up real quick. Ooh, this is a thing. I didn't know it's a thing. How's this a thing? Yeah. Yeah, no, when I was telling you about that binary code, like yeah. it, it's the it, it's the one that like brings you to, to that experience. Yeah. Experience our worlds. Ooh. Yeah. Westworld. We got Westworld. What, what we got here? We got uh Shogun World. Oh, that's why you were saying Shogun World. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is what the fuck? Authorized personnel God damn it. Remember? And we also like you you see SW on the wall in season one. So it was either Samurai World or Shogun World. There are three of them that are blanked out. So Park Four, Park Three, Four, and Five are either Roman World, Medieval World. Oh, I would love if Game of Thrones turned out to actually be like, <laughs> uh, and uh, that'd be a nice twist. That'd be a nice twist to like, you know, bridge everything together. Um, yeah. So Park Three, Four, and Five are blanked out. I'm assuming we have Roman World, Medieval World, and there's one more world because uh, Shogun World and the Raj were never in the original Westworld uh, movie or the movie franchise. Right, right. You see, so you're thinking medieval world and 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 um, Roman world, and Roman world are are, are the other ones. Yes, that's that's probably one that's more. Possible. Probably maybe. I don't know. They have to future be... world. Fu- ah, oh, future world. Good shit. Good thinking. But okay, <laughs> episode three, we're introduced to a, a brand new character. She's in the Raj, and she's I guess hunting tigers. Which, by the way, like, like the 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 second I saw her, I was like, oh, man in black, man in black's daughter. Yeah, what? That the was like fuck? the second. That took me by surprise. How did you know? Oh, that took you. By, oh, that took me by surprise. Because they, Get out of here. Come on. No, because they because they they mentioned they because they in episode two they 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 spent so much time showing Emily the little girl. That I was just like, oh no, she's definitely gonna make. She's definitely gonna make an appearance. I mean, what would have been, what would have like been a twist, you know, is if she goes up and rather than saying hello, dad, she goes hello, uncle. Like then she'd be like, you know, Logan's daughter. Then I would have oh, been like, oh, yeah. that would have been, ah, oh, that would have been more interesting, right? I mean, even if even if she was his, uh, even if she, if he was her her dad or, or uncle, she'd still hate him regardless. Because I mean, we all, right. we also find out not yet, but in episode four. But I'll mention it here because we we're talking about him. We find out Logan's faith and uh, fate, and apparently he overdoses. He becomes a junkie. Yeah, we. I mean, we see him being being a junkie in episode two, mm-hmm. um, and so then we hear that he you know overdoses. Um, now. That said, we know that there, we're going to have at least a couple more Logan scenes uh, before the end of the season because we saw them in the uh, the previews. Right. Um, one scene shows Logan standing by the pool, um, talking as his father walks away. So that seems to be happening sometime before James Delos goes into his his program loop, mm-hmm. and then. The other scene is they they see there seems to be a scene of him naked next to a tree getting saved by a Keichita, perhaps after you know um, during he, at, at the end of he and William's visit to the park thirty years ago. So I mean, it, so nothing nothing I guess nothing contradicts the idea that he overdoses or dies of an overdose. I think the implication is that he's dead. I mean, you don't necessarily have to die from an over, from an overdose, but um, 
that's the implication is that he's dead and logan uh not logan young william or william in general could have been just uh lying about it i mean you know to save he could have he could have been lying yeah Mm -hmm. he could have been lying but uh in episode Um, three we we see uh then or maybe logan faked his death there's a lot of different (laughs) there's a lot of different possibilities in episode three we see that um this new character uh we actually finally get to the edge of the park because that's been something from season one i was really curious about what happens when you reach right what happens when you reach the edge of the park the the answer is you just go into another park (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I like how there's, there's nothing um, at the end of the park. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming the little red, uh, little red, little red lasers aren't meant to like stop people, but stop the hosts. Maybe I don't know if they venture too far, they blow up or something. Right. That, or no, shut that, down. That, that's a good. That's a good notion. Yeah, that's a good idea. The um, but of course, it did nothing to the to the tiger because ev- everything right is off. But uh, I do like her character. Uh, she, I can see why she'll be related to the man in black because they're both really heavily into the park and they know so much. She knows, I like her character a little. She knows so much about the park to the point where she can speak the fucking language of the goddamn, um, yeah, the Native American um, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, some people assume that it's Lakota because I think in some of the, which is weird because, well, so the Lakota language was actually a, a, a very dying language. But then for um, Dances with Wolves, like people came in and they did all this research and like wrote everything down and really cataloged the Lakota language. So now of all the American Indian languages, Lakota is is um, one of the ones that's rather that's accessible because of Dances with Wolves. But the uh, but for some reason in the in the um, subtitles, it says Lakota language speaking i i have no, i don't have the ear to recognize whether it's actually lakota or not mm-hmm. but um but uh you know it's the ghost nation language um that she somehow is able to speak because she's been coming here um enough which i guess makes sense so first season the man in black would say i've been coming here 30 years and the you know at the time the implication was oh he's he's taking an annual vacation right every year or something but now that we find out that he's been coming to the park all the time to check on um, Jim Delos, he must be going to the park like three, four times a year. I, I would have, I would, yeah, I, I'm assuming more because he knows way too much. Right. But also like in order to have 149 James Delos's, um, I mean, maybe not all of them get to the William interview stage, mm-hmm. but... You know, if we're talking like twenty years, well, we're getting we're getting into episode yeah, four. Yeah, but yeah. let me know you. What are your yeah. thoughts on episode uh, three? Did you enjoy it? Did you? Eh? Uh, so episode three of of the season, it was it was my least favorite. Really, and I actually liked it a lot. Yeah. Well, it's just that I thought the battle, the Dolores's battle with with the Confederados against the the um, the humans, was just a little was a little silly. Like, why would the humans send all of their people in, like, all at once and get blown up? I guess they're still underestimating the androids. I guess. You know, it's... it's um, Because they're not aware of, like, like who's free me. and who's not. I, don't, I doubt they think the... I They probably still think that this is just a major malfunction and that the, most of the hosts are just following their, like, protocols. And they... I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think what else happened in the episode. I mean, okay, so let's, let me, let me remember. We had, um... I'll tell you, Bernard, I'll tell you right now. It's, uh, basically... Bernard, Bernard ran into Rebus and we had that funny scene where he reprograms Rebus yes. to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Steven Ogg. And then, yeah, yeah, that was funny. And, um, 
Dolores, Dolores, like, you know, teams up with the Confederados and then has that battle. And then we have, a, we get a lot of like Dolores with her dad moments, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, anything else? Lee, Maeve, and uh, Hector, they're just wandering around. Oh, right. Wandering, wandering the tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and running into uh, uh, Armistice and, and Felix and Sylvester. Nothing much did happen, but what did happen was actually very telling. Like what you said about Teddy how you think he's kind of free and he's just doing his own thing. Like, Dolores tells him to wipe out the, the remaining Confederados. He lets him go. Um, I'm thinking yeah. maybe that he's the one that's going to kill Dolores in the end because he can't stand what she's become. I mean, they're definitely setting up Teddy to be some sort of, like, hero to rebel against Dolores. That's, that's certainly where it seems to be going. You know, we see a, we see a lot of regret in his in his in his face, but then again, we we also see him dead. So at the by the by, uh, you know, floating in the water. So we know we know somehow no Teddy dies. Whether he can be resurrected again, we'll see. But uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, eventually he dies. Who knows what's gonna how that's gonna happen? But uh, episode three to me moves everything uh, forward character wise. Why didn't you like episode three? I just thought it was a little chaotic, and I guess I was a little frustrated that um, the plot was forced uh, so so quickly. You know, like Charlotte just happens to run into uh, the army that's going to attack Dolores. Like the army just happens to get blown up by all of the um, the Nitro. Um, Bernard and you know uh, Bernard and Abernathy just happen to get captured and brought to Dolores. It's just a lot of a lot of really big coincidences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just didn't feel like these characters should all be running into into each other so quickly. You know, then again, you know, we we had we had Dolores happen to run into Maeve in in episode. Is that in episode one? I think it was episode. Um, the, I think that was the episode two. I think so. Yeah, it was episode two. Um, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not so into like coincidences. I guess. Really? Um, nah, I guess I don't like them as much. I don't like that them that much. Um, I mean, I understand why they do it because they want to have like the characters together on screen. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I guess, I guess, I, I thought it was kind of interesting Bernard traveling with Charlotte and that dynamic, and I kind of wanted more of that dynamic mm-hmm. um, to see where it went. And it ended, it ended quite quickly. So, you know, you know, I like these little, I like these little, um, I like the one-on-one kind of character stuff, you know, just to see how they, how they, uh, interact. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like the, the big groups of people. Like I think now Maeve's posse is way too crowded, right? You've got like six major, major characters, like all hanging, all traveling together. And uh, we also end with Maeve where uh, they get to Shogun world and uh, yeah, that's the thing now. Yes, I'm. I'm yes. just really curious as to what's going to happen. So Ma- the man in black, he can't get his army. Okay, fine. So Maeve's going to get her army, and like I, I just have no idea where her story is going. And I'm kind of curious, but at the same time, I'm not. I just. Mm. Well, I mean, I imagine that she's going to take over. I'm guessing that she's going to take over Shogun World, and then she'll have a samurai army, right? And then be so she can do cool. her thing. But what is her thing? Right. She's looking for her daughter, right? Well, yeah, that's the weird thing, right? She should be looking for her daughter. So she has the ability to control their control other hosts, or except for Ghost Nation. Um, 
so it should be pretty easy for her to just grab this army and go try to find her daughter. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. Episode four. We we finally get um, the culmination of what I've been thinking about since season one. This is something I expected since season one that they're some higher up level because. For me, for se in season one, I thought two things were going to happen. One, these hosts are a great way to extend someone's life. They can put someone's brain and heart or whatever in there. Yeah. Um, and two, military purposes. So one of, the, oh. one of those is going down. Um, we see that James Dello struck a deal with William to keep his conscience going, I guess, his mind. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I guess, rejecting the host's body? Yes. I, I really like that. I really like how it's it's imperfect because his mind is rejecting this as being like reality. It was certainly it was certainly very it was certainly very creepy and creative. Mm -hmm. um, uh, how how they how they portrayed the whole thing. It's funny because so the discussion was where I mean a, a lot of people were wondering because like if you had this technology, yeah, you'd kind of expect it to be used for medical purposes. A lot of people were thinking that it was going to go the way of Future World. The Westworld sequel has um, uh, hosts being used to replace world leaders, right? Which is certainly you know something that would be done if you had this technology as well. So maybe they're going to try to do all of these things. I mean, if if Dolores is talking about taking over the world, she can do it with with this technology if she's able to. Uh, you know, I guess you know she's killed off the Delos board. She can replace the Delos board, and and uh, with 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 hosts. Um, well, what I was thinking is maybe like the world leaders are pi like pouring money into this to try to you know live longer and, and rule longer. I mean, if if this uh, if this if this was a thing uh, years ago, uh, you know, some of the world leaders that are assholes probably would have used this technology. I'm sure like Kim Jong Un would have used it. Maybe Hitler, Stalin, uh, Mao. <laughs> live longer. We don't know the we don't see yeah live longer of course we don't know the what's going on in the outside world in in terms of you know this West World but uh, yeah I'm assuming well, that's the real interesting thing is we do know nothing about the outside mm -hmm. world it could be post apocalyptic in some way or I don't know uh, maybe everybody because one of the things I I really enjoy about Looper and as well as uh, um, mm. Firefly is that you know in the future according to them like China like really becomes big. And everybody either starts learning Chinese or using Chinese currency. Yeah, yeah. There's only two languages. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the cultures are kind of blended in, 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 in Firefly. So and maybe it's something like that. But uh, I, I don't know. I really like where this is going with the whole thing. Because my thoughts is maybe Bernard, because he takes that thing in this flashback. He takes that little ball. I'm assuming it's someone's consciousness. Yeah. Right, like you know, you you've got we've got like a, maybe a top five possibilities on on who on who that consciousness is. My 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 money's on Ford. So Ford, I think so, there's also discussion of Arnold, but but could we have copied Arnold's brain before? You know, he died. I mean, he blew his brains out. Like, it was is it too late to make it Arnold? Yeah, I think it's too late I mean, to make it Arnold. It would be clever. It would be clever though in that. So first season, the whole trick was, okay, we have all these, we, we're introduced to Bernard and, and we have all these scenes with Arnold and we think it's Bernard. And then we, at the end, we find out that Bernard and Arnold are two different people. Um, it'd be funny as if they do it again, right? Like 
Bernard wakes up on that beach. What if that's not Bernard? What if that's actually Arnold? Mm. <laughs> so, you know, like oh, that's good. What if that's I'm, Arnold's I'm mind, that right? You know, like that that would be that would be very clever yeah. to, to 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 do that again, because um, it's definitely like future, like Bernard on the Strand timeline is definitely acting funny. Like he doesn't seem as injured. He didn't need his glasses. Like his glasses washed away, and he didn't get them. Like, why doesn't he need glasses? Does he have a new body? You know, we kind of know from the preview that there's multiple Bernard bodies. Um, so there might be multiple Bernards running around. Uh, so, and they, they might be, they might be like sharing their information through, they introduce this concept of a mesh net that, the, that the hosts actually telepathically, uh, communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. So, that the, so, so maybe the, maybe Bernard syncs with his other Bernards. So, so one, one thing in my videos that I, I like was, was, you know, making fun of season one a, a lot. So season one makes a lot of errors when it comes to um, with uh, scenes that editing and people's outfits. Like it, they do it a lot. This, this is um, something you've noticed. I never noticed shit like this. This is the stuff you. No, noticed. no, because you you wouldn't. But it like like a normal person wouldn't. But it's it's funny to like go back and rewatch it because because I went back and I was trying to figure out like how much time had passed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, one way we can figure out time passing is, like, if somebody has changed their clothes. But the problem is, is that, like, they'll go back to another outfit and, like, they'll swap between different outfits. And I was like, oh, man, they just they weren't paying attention to clothing. They're, they're definitely trying harder this season with clothing um, to make sure that it's consistent. Mm-hmm. But so one of the big jokes was, you know, like, Bernard is, like, all over the map. In fact, in one episode, he... he wear six different outfits in one day <laughs> and and so some people are like oh well if there's multiple bernards this fixes that whole problem you know so you think you so think they're cleverly to... trying to like you know put multiple nards in, in multiple places to do i guess one giant thing i mean it, it, it to, to try to like retroactively fix it no i mean the problem is that like Elsie wears two or two or three outfits a day. Teresa will wear two or three outfits a day, you know, or switch back and Speaking forth. Speaking of Elsie, she's back. How do you feel about that? She's back. Uh, I hope there's more to the story because it doesn't really make sense that someone's chained to a wall for a week, you know? Was she chained to a wall for a week? Was it a week? <laughs> yeah, it's a week. He gave her it's protein bars a in a bucket. She's fine. Protein bars in a bucket, right. <laughs> she looks great. Her makeup's fine. Her hair looked fantastic. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to bitch about the hair because I was like, damn, her hair looks fucking great. What the fuck? <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was coming. Her hair looks better than when before she was kidnapped. I know. Like, <laughs> like, like Bernard kidnapped her, chained her to the wall, washed her hair, <laughs> blew dry, gave her a trim, <laughs> blow dry. I noticed that too. I, I, I started to notice shit like that. Um, they, they, I mean, the hope is, like, a lot of people, like, the hope is that, like, you know, she's not actually been chained to the wall for a week, but, well, I mean, you need water, right? I I don't know. She had the bucket. I, Whatever. Preston, let's not delve into this, because then, then it's going to bug me, because I, I did like episode four. So far, it's my favorite episode. Right. Um, we all see the man in black go back to that, uh, that ta- Lawrence's town, and instead of slaughtering yes. everybody and, you know, uh, scalping them, um, he's actually saved the town. Yes. Now, now, if you notice, um, <clears throat> the man in black is actually doing the reverse journey from last season. Mm-hmm. 
if you remember. Like last season, if you remember, the journey is Sweetwater, Dolores's ranch, Abernathy Ranch, Las, um, the campsite, Las Mudas, Pariah, uh, and then to onto Escalante, right? And so now they're going in reverse. They started Escalante, and then he goes to Pariah, and now he's at Las Mudas. So he's oh it, shit! It, I didn't notice that. Good, good catch. Yeah. So he's so last season they headed outward towards the towards the the edge of the park, and now he's heading inward. Notice that there's been no scenes in Sweetwater um, in the modern timeline. I mean, there's one quick scene of of like Westworld waking up and Sweetwater being in chaos, but like none of the main characters have been in Sweetwater um this season i was gonna ask you that because they're when, when the men in black is is uh going by like those uh those guys working on the railroad using the were those androids hmm. or people they were like pinning down on the tracks well I, I, we only know this because so lisa joy did a did a um an ask me anything and somebody asked that question of what the hell was up with that scene because the scene's kind of lisa random. joy is the director of the episode yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and she did a fantastic job. It's her director directorial debut, and the 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 episode is directed beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a real talent for that. Uh, but the um, she said that um, they were a mix of hosts and humans who had mistreated the workers and are are being punished. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, when would they have the opportunity to mistreat those workers? Like, I could see, like, a couple overseers, but there's, like, women in, like, dresses. Right. Like, who are these women, and how? why were they mistreating Chinese railroad workers? <laughs> I don't uh, Or maybe maybe there's a previous loop. Maybe they're remembering their previous loops, and somehow these women hurt, hurt them on previous loops or something, but... It's really weird, and why are they putting people under railroad you know, tracks? I, that was just, it, like, a random scene, and... That reminds me, like, if there are humans in there, I guess they're the humans the Ghost Nation people didn't capture. Because apparently Ghost Nation, they're, they're an anomaly in the fucking park. Because everybody's going crazy. But Ghost Nation, I guess, is rounding people up and protecting them? Freeing them? Yeah, it must be some sort of safety um, uh, procedure or something. To uh... And who knows who put it in? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Ford put it in. Speaking of Ford, but... like... The man in black keeps saying Ford's game. Is this all Ford's game? Like, what is this? What is the purpose in freeing all the hosts and unlocking all restraints? It's it's really tough. I mean, one thing that's so. I mean, there's a bit of a retcon in the sense that like first season was like, okay, we're all in program loops, and now we're. He says it's like a a new narrative, but. It's a narrative, he says, by choice, meaning everybody's free. But now, now that we're actually in it, it doesn't seem like people are are, are that free. That the narrative, it, it is more of the Wyatt storyline, you know, of of her of her trying to, you know, be this dictator mm-hmm. that 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 you know the Wyatt that Teddy hates, you know. So that the, that that it's we seem to be the we seem we seem to see like the Wyatt storyline playing out, rather than rather than something new. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's Ford's game. I mean, that's the thing: is do we mean like his game for the man for the man in black to find the door? Or do we mean the Wyatt storyline for Dolores to lead the hosts to freedom? Are they all the same? 
but how can it, you know how can they be how can they be given free will if it's Ford's storyline? You know, there's a bit of this you know dichotomy here. So I, I don't know. Ah, oh, show's getting really good. And uh, what else happened? So the man in black becomes a nice guy. He uh, helps out Lawrence's uh, place. William, but then he does say at the end that he wasn't a nice guy. That that that's like, oh, that's what like, they're all supposed to it. say. I guess that's yeah. what they're always supposed to say. All the anti heroes are supposed to say, "I'm not really being the hero here. I'm just doing what I want to do." Like whatever, bastard. Um, so the whole James James Delos yeah. young William thing was was interesting. I really love that part of it. Um, I also really like the whole Bernard thing, like how he's moving in and out. Mm, yeah, he's not really there right now. I I love. Bernard. Yeah, and like I say, I'm really hoping for. I'm really like waiting for what scene is out of mm-hmm. order. Because right now don't, things don't seem that out of order, but but they keep hinting that like something is going there, there's going to be some sort of twist. Oh, it's it's, it's it's really getting good. See, episode four is where it starts. Episode three and four is where it did starts you really so did you catch did you catch how um how, like so you I mean you haven't been like like I've been stopping like the 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 episodes and like reading all of the different panels that appear. Um, which is why, like, I know, like, the Carl Strand timeline is, like, well, they speak that one, but that's, like, two weeks in the future from, from the incident. But you also, like, if you can, if you pay attention to one of the panels, it says that, um, James Delos has been in there two weeks. The the 149th version of James Delos was in there two weeks. And, of course, the man in black visits him and says, like, you know... Uh, the 149th version of James Delos. So we know that the scene between the man in black and James Delos happened two weeks before the incident or not not even two weeks before the incident, two weeks before Elsie and Bernard find him, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that means all of Westworld season one and two have taken place in 14 days, which is kind of interesting. It kind of works out, I mean, not well, but it kind of. I works love you, out. man. It's I really love you, man. Rushed. You're one of the very few people who actually like pays attention and does that shit. Like, I'm just so enthralled in the whole story and what's happening. I'm not really pausing every two seconds, but uh, I love you, man. You're fucking great. <laughs> but that means, but that's. I mean, it's funny to think about though that like he had his interview with James Delos. He says, "Okay, you know," he leaves that room. He shaves. He goes into Westworld. And he, like, goes and he rapes Dolores. Like, that all happened on the same day. <laughs> like, the first episode of Does Westworld, he rape Dolores? I thought he just scalps her. We have no... Well, we have no idea what goes on in that in that um, barn. I thought the implication was is that she's... Uh, episode one, that was the implication. And later on, we see, like, what really happens. And he takes out his knife. So I'm assuming he scalped her. Oh. Like he he was looking for a maze under uh, a maze underneath her scalp, but uh, episode four I really like. I thought it was great. I thought it was really just the ending of it with Bernard and and the fucking whole thing. It's just I don't know. I, now the, there's the question. A lot of people are questioning um, whether or not uh, James Delos was stable, um, or that you know it actually the screen said he was at eighty percent degradation. But the question is you know how many versions. How far are they away from mastering that technology? Like, if James Dellis 149 is able to make it that long, um, 
you know, would James Dallas 150 make it? Would it be James Dallas 153? You know, because clearly they have that. They're having that ball that, you know, the idea that somebody else is going to get that body. And is that body going to be stable or are they going to degrade? Well, my question is, okay, so the Mm. mind is in that little ball, right? Somebody's mind, yeah. Okay. So obviously they put uh, James Dellis' mind in a little ball and put it in in the android, right? Yes. Okay. So, or at least uploaded it, uploaded like what they have, like all the data and all of everything else into an android. My thought is this, does over time, does the mind degrade? The the man in black said that the mind was rejecting itself. Mm -hmm. The mind was rejecting the mind. (laughs) But I wonder like, does does the mind also reject the host body because it knows it's not real? Isn't, it knows well, no, so. no. He said he said at first they thought the mind was rejecting the mm, body. That's right. The body was rejecting the mind, but it's really the mind rejecting itself. The mind rejected the mind. So the 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 body, there's no problem. They've perfected the bodies. They haven't protect, perfected the minds. Hmm. So do you think uh, you think that one? Because Bernard puts it in his pocket, and I thought they were going to do that one thing where in the flashback he puts it in his pocket, and back in the re- normal timeline he's going to put his hand in his pocket and be like, it's still here. I thought they were going to do that one thing, but they didn't do it. Do you think it's Ford, though? Like, who, who do you think the possibilities are? It's either Ford or Arnold. Okay, I think the possibilities are Ford, Arnold, uh-huh. and then there's the less the, there's the, the lesser possibilities. Another James Delos. Um, Logan. Logan. A, 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 a copy of William. Okay. Right, then you'd have, like, two Williams, which would be weird. Um... You could have William meet William. Uh, and other than that, then maybe uh, maybe um, Juliet. I mean, that's the thing. Is we're running out of human characters, right? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> Teresa. I mean, it could be Teresa, Juliet, Logan, Will, another William, Arnold, Ford. Um, and that's pretty much right. Or, or James Delos. Right, so well, I I think James Dallas is done. I think that's that it's he's done. He's over with. Logan, I don't think is big of enough of a character to really come back. So it's either Arnold or Ford, and maybe just maybe, it's Ford coming back in Arnold, uh, in uh, Bernard's body. That's why he didn't need glasses. Hmm. Well, it does seem to be a new body, a body that doesn't that doesn't need glasses. Um. Yeah, but can he do it? Who can do a a convincing? Anthony Hopkins impression. That's true. <clears throat> Plus, I hope it's the Anthony Hopkins in another body, maybe a younger Anthony Hopkins body, because we've seen him do uh, Young Ford. So, yeah, I mean, I hope it's not Ford, because Ford kind of had a, a a good ending, you know, where he says, "Oh, he wants he he's just going to become music," mm-hmm. you know. So it it's it's a little weird for him to be like, oh, just kidding." I, my consciousness was put into a ball. <laughs> And uh, the final thing that happened in the episode was the, I thought it was a big fucking twist, was uh, that that woman uh, turns out to be the man in black's daughter. I thought it was a big twist. I was like, what? Oh, that was great. I even, I even messaged you on Facebook about it. I was like, what? Oh, that was great. But uh, you figure it out. Fuck you. I didn't figure it out. Yeah, well, it's just because, like I said, there's, there's, there's not that many characters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we've, we've been honestly shown, this is, this is like, this is like, you know, People, it's like R plus L equals J, right? Like, you know, like, there's one 
there's one person in Game of Thrones who doesn't know who their parents are, and there's one mystery baby. Like, that's yeah. the connection. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we have one character who's, who's young that has been introduced, and that's Emily. And it turns out it's Emily, you know. So you liked episode four. Yeah, no, episode four my favorite was so really far. strong. It was, it was, I think it was, I, I, I think it was my favorite as well. Um, just cause it was so creepy and different and we had so many twists and, and I mean, it was nice finding out what happened to Stubbs and finding out what happened to Elsie, having answers, but then having more mysteries, you know, mm-hmm. that's what you want. Um, <clears throat> you don't want a mystery to linger too long cause that becomes, you know, aggravating, but you don't want all the mysteries like told. So it's like that perfect balance of like answering some and presenting new ones. So, and it was, it was really well directed and it was, it was just a, a interesting, creepy, uh, episode. And man, like, I really hope we see a lot more of Logan and I want to see old Logan. I want to see Lo- <laughs> like, I don't like, I don't like hearing about Logan dying off screen. Like, you know, like, if you're going to kill Logan, I want to see fucking Logan die, okay? I actually wanted to don't, ask you don't... something in regards to Logan, because I think, we'll have to save this for the next episode, but because I think if, if like, we went into Westworld, I, I would be very much like Logan. Uh, but I don't think oh, he yeah. would be Logan. I think he would be a lot like young William and never make the transition from, like, you know, uh, innocent guy <clears throat> to, like, douchebag. He would still be innocent guy by the time he left. No, if I went into Westworld, no, I would don't be, tell, don't don't be... tell us. We'll have to save this for the next episode because I've kept you up way too long, and I uh, this is why your wife hates me. Because uh, what time is it there for you? It's uh, hold on, it's, I know <laughs> it's eleven. It's eleven for you. Jesus fucking Christ! I always keep you way too long. But uh, you want to just wrap this up here? All right, sounds good. He <laughs> we went on way too long, guys. Thank you so much for watching our first episode of our Westworld miniseries podcast. As always, we're available on SoundCloud, and iTunes. And, uh, you know, consider checking us out on those. We're also on Google Play as well and Podbean, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, Preston, do you have anything else you want to promote that you have coming up for Game of Thrones or your channel in general? Uh, no, no, just working working on on kind of the same videos that you uh, to expect, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prepping for winter, what's your missing, night's watch. I will have a video of, uh, yeah, um, working on a video of my uh, trip to Iceland. So we'll we'll see how, uh, we'll we'll see all that soon. I want to see that. But yeah, guys, once again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We'll see you again next time for episodes 5, 6, and 7, and then 8, 9, and 10. Once again, thank you so much for watching and listening. As always, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.